Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. 30% of Americans who are planning home improvements of $5,000 or more will pay for those renovations with a high-interest credit card. That may not be a great idea. A better idea may be to take cash out of your home with a Quicken Loans 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.5%, APR 4.78%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rate subject to change. Pay 2% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 33. That's what I do. I drink and I know things. The end is coming. The final season of Game of Thrones is here. And there is an entire shelf full of ales and spirits, inspired by the show, created by fans for other fans to enjoy. So here is a podcast of ice and fire, hastily thrown together by three guys who were looking for an excuse to drink at work. From different houses they have come, three men too lazy to take the black, but ready to dodge the wildfire every week and chat about the end of a legend. This is We Drink and We Know Things. Now... Three guys who think little Liana Mormont of Bear Island might just be the biggest badass on the entire show. Brad King, Zach Miller, and Tommy Lee. Well, welcome to We Drink and We Know know Things. things. Yes, indeed. Uh, We kind of uh, did almost kind of a, a... what ended up being a test pilot episode. Right, a year and a half ago, inadvertently. Yeah. By the way, I'm Brad King. <laughs> I'm Tommy Lee. And I'm Zach Miller. And basically this was, uh, we, we we did this episode kind of just for fun, kind of as a way for all of us to combine our podcasts and have an excuse to drink at work. Right. Yeah. And, and, and give our thoughts on the wrap-up of Season 7 of the show that all three of us dearly love. Right. And uh, it, we had such a good time doing it, we said, you know what, why don't we bring this back for uh, for the final season? So... We thought we'd kind of play this episode to mm-hmm. kind of give everybody a taste of uh, what the new podcast is going to be like. Yep. So if you missed it, this ran um, back in, I want to say, August of 2017 on Let Me wow. Ask You a Question, mm-hmm. which is your podcast, Brad, yeah. on my item podcast. And did it run on Music to My Beers? We ran it on also? Music to My Beers as well. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So this was, this was a crossover event for all three of our shows, and now it's kind of uh, given horrible, horrible birth. To, uh, to a brand new podcast that we're going to be uh, getting rolling on here pretty soon. We were saying the other day, Brad, um, that we're expecting uh, a trailer very soon. I, I mean, we I should be. Yeah, we're we're all <laughs> speculating, but um, you know, my my best guess, and I, Zach and I were talking about this too, is that coming up this weekend is on HBO is the debut of the. Um, the documentary about the serial podcast. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yes. What, what Zach? You listened to that podcast, right? Yes, and I, I, I for the to. life of me, I'm trying to remember the guy's name, but he basically was acquitted after the uh, serial podcast, and so it's all about his story and mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, so that's to me, that's the most high profile thing that is happening, other than the, time. Yeah, the premiere of Veep, the final season of Veep, but that's right. March 31st. Yeah, Ooh, that's, that's a, late. That's two late. weeks prior to uh, to when uh, the final season of Game of Thrones is going to debut. So to me, that would be a little late to run a trailer. Yeah. So we we might get some kind of a tease when yeah. Veep premieres, yeah. but not not fingers, a full on trailer. Fingers crossed, we may finally get a, an actual trailer this weekend. And if we do, we'll jump back in here and do this again. Yeah, and, yeah. and I have to 
say too, I, I don't know if you get did you guys re-listen to this episode that we're about to, to play? I did here? actually, yeah. I, I did as well. And I gotta give Zach credit. He came really close to nailing the premiere date. He predicted yeah. uh March twenty fourth of twenty nineteen. So you got <laughs> so really, close. really close to <laughs> uh, uh not bad when you're you know a year and a half out and just, Zach the, pro- <laughs> the prognosticator. Yeah. So the other interesting thing to me re-listening to this is I I realized how much my, the Game of Thrones part of my brain has been shut off for the past year and a half. Oh, yeah. Yep. Because so much of what we were talking about, I had completely forgotten or had no idea who these these people were, these yeah. characters were. I've done a rewatch of season seven in preparation for all yeah. of this, and I think I'm going to go back and watch six again as well. But it's it's funny how... How much of it disappears, but then you got to warm the meat back up, as it were, right. in your head. Yeah. I would, I, I truly would love for for HBO to do like some kind of like hour long recap special. Oh. You know, heading, you know, the the That'd week be before or or even the same day, because I'm I'm sure a lot of people are like us that you know yeah. you haven't you haven't done anything Game of Thrones related in a year and a half, and, and the there's ready to be slaked. Let's and get it's to so it. Yeah. dense. It, I mean, there's so many characters and land and storylines and all this stuff that they need to wrap up so before we came in here zach and i were just talking at his desk it's like you know they've got they've got six episodes to wrap this up yeah. and we're talking about like 70 named characters yeah a lot be good. of stuff it's got a lot to do all right well here let's uh let's get into it this is uh, basically the uh pilot episode of we drink and we know things my name is brad king tommy lee and Zach Miller. Uh, collectively, we each host our own podcast. I host Let Me Ask You a Question. I do the Item Podcast every Thursday. And I and three and two others do music to my beers. That's right. And we are all, uh, like almost everybody else, uh, massive fans of Game of Thrones. So mm-hmm. we decided, why don't we combine our forces for one epic massive podcast uh, in honor of the uh, season finale of Game of Thrones because if there's one thing the world needs it's more Game of Thrones related podcasts absolutely <laughs> and we should say right up from the beginning spoiler alert yeah yes. but if you haven't watched yes. it yet you're probably not really a fan of the show <laughs> if, yeah if you have if you have not watched Game of Thrones yeah. uh, and the uh, the season in particular I don't know why you would continue to be listening to us unless exactly. you just really enjoy the sound of our voices. It's the dulcet yeah. tones. Yeah, <laughs> and if you do, uh, we thank you. Yeah. So we're gonna try. We're gonna try and kind of combine uh, elements of all of our our podcasts. Uh, right. Tommy's gonna uh, bring an item um, mm-hmm. the, of his observations from the finale. I will ask you guys lots of questions, and uh, Zach, you, you, I think you have the best contribution. I, I brought a beer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. A rather tall bottle of It's like a wine bottle of beer. That is a brewery Omegong, and that's what they, they typically sell in that size. Um, I've noticed some six-packs, but they mostly come in like that. I don't know if it's 750 milliliters or, or what, but it's mm. the big one. That's nice. And they... And they produce game of thrones themed beer correct they, they have eight of them now okay that they've produced and uh, here in the south Bend market at least they're all sold out okay you can find them wow. anywhere so what what did uh what did you bring us i brought three philosophers Ooh. which you know a dragon has three heads and yeah. as do those philosophers i guess yeah and there's three of us and there's three yeah, i don't know perfect. we're philosophers <laughs> but we're pretty close sure why not close enough when we get enough beer in us right right that's yeah. really this is really the whole point of this i've always been very jealous of zach and uh striker and uh warren that oh, they, yeah that they get to drink beer 
during office hours and uh, like <laughs> legally claim it as work. So yeah, so I gotta I gotta get in on that. And then you invited me for which, by the way, <laughs> yeah. thank you so much. Yes. <laughs> that's a, that's a great idea, Brad. I would love to participate in that. This is awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, should should we pour first? Should we start yeah, we discussing pour, and then pour absolutely? First. Pour. Okay. All yeah. right. All right. Go ahead. All right. Well, you, you go ahead. No, I'll I'll hand it. I'll I'll defer to you. Okay. Yes. You you okay. are the uh, expert. You, you're the here. expert. This is a, a cork bottle too, um, which they typically do. Uh, if they do in the six packs, they'll they'll mostly do um, bottle tops. But, okay. Um, of all the Game of Thrones beers that they have, they have eight of them, and it's they started with Iron Throne. Take right. the Black Stout, mm. <laughs> yeah, uh, Fire and Blood, and I'm gonna butcher this, be- like I butcher all things, but Valar, more oh, uh, oh, Valar, Valar Magoras, yeah, Valar, I think it's Valar Margulis, Valar yeah, Margulis, that's, sure, yeah. that's probably uh, right. Three Eyed Raven, um, Seven Kingdoms, which I've had, uh, another Valar Doharis, Doharis, yeah, Valar Doharis, and then. Uh, Fitting for this last one that they just created called Bend the Knee. Ah, nice. <laughs> I was waiting to hear yes. that they've got one called uh, Reigns of Castamere or something. Oh, right. That would be yeah. While you're pouring, why don't we uh, uh, let's uh, let's start on on the finale itself, mm-hmm. the uh, season seven finale. What what are your your what were your overall thoughts? The season. Oh, thank you, sir. The season kind of staggered, like we're going to be doing in about 20 minutes. <laughs> we'll be, for we'll be me. bending the knee. Oh, man. This is a, a, it's a 9-7. That's got a nice nose to it, too, brother. All right, now, that's good. For a, a, a beer dummy like me, what does 9-7 mean? Uh, ABV. So, um, typically, Alcohol by volume. Your, uh-huh. your Bud Lights, your... Um, Thank you. Mm. Like a Bud Light comes in at a 4-2, by comparison. Okay. I'll give you a right. little more if you want. Oh, sure. <laughs> if I want. <laughs> um, to me, the, the writing of season seven, it uh, it varied from making me extremely happy to making me shake my head. Yeah. Like the whole thing towards the last couple of episodes between the sisters and the disagreement that seemed to, you know, I guess I understand the Bolton thing. And then there was the thing about dad and uh, but Arya versus Sansa or Sansa rather, I wasn't into that idea at all, and it just made me hate Littlefinger a little bit more, which I didn't need much help with anyway. Right. Lord Baelish was already on my list. Yeah. But I am, I, I am not the man of many faces, so there's nothing I could do about it. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Right. Slancha. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> it's Ooh, pretty, pretty good. good you've got on your podcast, yeah. I must say. That is pretty good. That is very good. It's tasty. I've never had that before. So, what uh, what is the uh, description for this beer? What 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 would you? Uh... Uh, so it's a, a quadruple, um, and typically that's a Belgian style. Okay. So yeah. they do more malt heavy, and then it's all in the yeast. And Belgian style, Belgian yeast typically has more of like a estuary flavor, like banana. Um, so you get a, a little bit of that. Not a whole lot of hops in this one, um, but still pretty solid. The other yeah. cool thing is my first is, thought was fruity. Yes, very fruity, very, but not overly fruity. Yeah, right. dried fruity. Dried fruity. It's uh, it's pretty solid. Um, not bad at all. Yeah, it's brewed with strawberries and 
Man, I cannot. It looks like cranberries. Hmm. So a little bit of sour fruit in there. I wonder too. if Stryker and uh, Cluck have figured out yet that you're cheating on them with us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're going to come storming in any minute. What the hell? <laughs> They're raising their banners as, as we speak. Right. <laughs> the flayed man shows up you at the studio door. have committed treason <laughs> against the Iron Throne. Speaking of which, yes. there was that finale. Okay, here we go. Item. Okay. Um, that misdirection at the end of the finale, where we had kind of like the Lord of the Rings trilogy, you had like five different endings happen. Right. Five points where it could have ended, and you'd have been perfectly happy with the season. And then uh, now let's 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 head to the main hall, shall we? Of mm-hmm. uh, of what's going on in uh, in the in the north in uh, in Winterfell, Winterfell and um, give you uh, Sansa finally giving us what we've wanted from her all along, which is Sansa, the strong leader, the true lady of right. the North. Um, just getting the work done, man, and uh, putting Baelish down. Yeah, and, and that was one of my uh, questions, and, and you know, you, you uh, um, brought that up. So the, so the whole, the Sansa, Arya, Littlefinger mm-hmm. storyline. Obviously, the payoff comes in the finale, where, yes, they were actually playing Littlefinger all along. Right. They, you know, revealed his plot. Arya slits his throat in front of all the lords of the north. Which in, was awesome. Yeah, in front of Great. Sansa, in front of Bronn. <laughs> so, okay, so what what, what, uh, what are your feelings on that scene and on the storyline leading up to it, sir? Well, I mean, looking back, over the last couple of weeks and the or episodes, it just seemed like their storyline does not make sense. Yes, it was no. confounding. Where, yeah, where it was are very they going? confounding. Why, how is Sansa suddenly this stupid? Why is Arya so ridiculously vicious towards Sansa? Why is she outright threatening to kill her? And why is Arya this stupid? Arya yeah. went through all this training to to detect. People, what you know, right. whether they're lying or telling the truth. Uh, yeah, so it was confounding the whole season. It was and like that, a girl has no brain. Right, a girl has no brain. <laughs> but then you go back to the double hug that they had in their first initial meeting, and I go. I, and now looking back on that, they there's true love. There's a family bond there, right. and so I should have never, um, you know, guessed it from the get go. I wish I would have looked more into the theory about it. But I was really, really um, satisfied. To and, see that, and I was I was totally sucked into the thought of man the the whole alliance with the North is falling apart. Mm-hmm. You've got um, oh, what's her name, the kid, um, Lady Oh uh, uh, Mormont, Mormont, Lady yeah. Mormont, Liana, Le- Liana, Mormont. yeah, Liana Mormont, <laughs> who's what seven years old yeah. and quite possibly more qualified to sit on the Iron Throne than anybody right now. Right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> short, short of, of Lady Olena, who, who, uh, who R.I.P., no longer right, with no us. No longer with us. Biggest badass on the show. She's amazing. But you know, we're starting to see the banners start to start to tarnish a little bit, start to fade a little bit from the from the union that they've created with Winterfell. And you just wonder where that's going to go. And all of a sudden Sansa looks confused. And then, no, nah, I'm all right. I got this. Yeah. You got to go. Bye. Yeah. I, you know, I was, it was very satisfying to see Littlefinger finally go down. Yeah. It's nice to finally see someone we don't like get killed. Right. Exactly. Um, I loved the, 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 just great acting, um, on, and I, and, um, his actual name escapes me. Aiden Gillian. Yes. Yes. I want to call him, uh, Mayor Carchetti from The Wire. (laughs) Um, but, uh, when, and and I kind of I, I kind of saw it coming, you know, when they when they bring bring Arya into the hall, 
Like as soon as as soon as Sanda started reading off the charges, I was like, "Yeah, I know where this is going." Now, seconds before that, when she's still confiding in Littlefinger and she tells the guard, you know, have my sister brought to the Great Hall, I'm I'm like literally like going, "What are they doing? This doesn't make sense." And then as soon as she started reading the charges, I'm like, "Nope." She's yeah. gonna, she's gonna turn to you know, and then sure enough, you what know, was Lord funny Baelish, too. But his reaction, where he's he's, he's leaning against the wall, all he's smug, smiling, and then all of a sudden he blinks. He did this <laughs> this over exaggerated blink. Wait, uh, what, uh, le- Lady Sansa? I don't. What are you talking about? And to have Arya be the one to do it with the dagger, right? That was meant to kill Bronn in the first place, way back a thousand years ago in season one. Yeah, um, second episode, I yeah, believe. Second episode, yeah. Uh, it was just, it was so beautifully done and it was such a such a wonderful way to to actually wrap up that part of his storyline and give us some closure there the 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 only problem i had with it is number one i still don't get why uh, because there were there was at least one scene for sure that i remember if not more than one where sansa and Arya were alone in a room with the door closed and there's still there's no indication yeah, they're still yeah. going through the you know when with that scene when Arya outright threatens to kill Sansa. Yeah, the, the, uh, all I need there's, is your face. Right, <laughs> right. There's no one in the room. Littlefinger's not in the room. Yeah, he's and, not. You know, but is he a little bird's guy? Is he somebody he who might has? Be. He might. He might have picked up a little something from from the spider, but. I don't yeah, know. I, yeah, I, I don't know. But I the, wondered about that. That seemed like I, very pure antipathy between the two of them. Yeah, yeah, I, I just, I think that was more just kind of sloppy storytelling. Well, which and, again, I've been complaining about for much right. of the season. Yeah, yeah. This this season overall has been very sloppy. And and the other the the other thing about Littlefinger's death, while again very satisfying to see him finally go down. Yeah, it felt like for a guy that was so important. And so central to this overall story, the first yeah. several seasons. Yeah, it felt. I mean, but what, th- this is what he's reduced to yeah. is is causing, you know, infighting uh, amongst sisters. You Honestly, know, you know, it's, it, it's it's to me it was reminiscent of when when the father died, when when Ned Stark was killed off in season one, and you're like, wait, what? It just, it just didn't feel like it made sense because here's a guy who's very vital to what they're doing on the show, and then all of a sudden he's publicly executed in front of two of his children. But the difference there is is the the shock over Ned Stark's death was because he was the hero, right? Because because right. we've all been conditioned in, especially yeah. in these type of stories, that the hero's going to save the day. Yeah. With with Littlefinger's death, it wasn't. It, it was more that. By this season, he had become so irrelevant yeah. to the to the overall story. I mean, that also he, true. You know, he's stranded in Winterfell, and literally, this great schemer, this, the master of chaos, chaos is a ladder, and I'm going to climb it to the top of the Iron Throne. Yeah, and he's stuck in the North with no plan other than I want to try and make the sisters hate each other. Right. It, which yeah seemed a little yeah he had sketchy. to match the veil but I mean yeah right but they were and what I mean what did he was he doing with them nothing right you know yeah. and and clearly he had lost control because the Lord of the Veil or the the Knights Commander yeah. of the Veil or whatever was in the hall yeah. and yeah. he and to safety right. and he said not going to happen and not to mention the fact that pretty much any any discontent that he was able to sow between the sisters would have been completely irrelevant. For the power struggle at uh, Winterfell, 
when Jon Snow came back. Because then it would all have been for not he's you know cuz he'd have been the power again, not her. Right, except for now Bronn. Well, yeah, now, now and Sam. Yeah. Are aware you know, are aware as we all are that Jon is actually a Targaryen. Yeah, Aegon no less. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that, you know, so that was obviously a huge theory that's been around for years that we basically got confirmation of last year mm-hmm. in the season finale and now have full confirmation that not only is he a Targaryen, but people are starting to find out about it. And he's not a, he's not a bastard. Yeah, except obviously yeah. his aunt. <laughs> but right. So he's heir to the throne. Right. Yes, he is. So John is now the rightful heir to all of Westeros. To yeah, to the Iron Throne. And he's also sleeping with his aunt. <laughs> At least once. Yes. Yeah. So it the okay, so the whole let's start with the Danny John thing. The mm-hmm. whole the Danny John romance. Are you are either of you buying that like in the show? Like as you're watching this season, at any point did you go, "Oh yeah, these two are totally falling for each other"? Absolutely not, and I still don't feel that yeah. way. No, I I I got the feeling like, um, and I think it was Tyrion that just called her out on it. He's like when you he named all these different people that she had been romantically involved with, and she and he included Jon Snow in that. I had thought not from necessarily their initial meeting in the throne in her throne room on mm-hmm. um, Dragonstone, but just little things here and there where there was some fond look like when he first uh, touched Drogo right. um, or Drogon yeah. yeah oh yeah that was that was definitely a bit you know where she was giving the eyes like woo hey now yeah and I think that was basically set up to show us that yes indeed he really is a dragon not a wolf right yeah see that's what I got out of that as that's well that's what I got yeah. out of it too yeah. I just I still don't buy a romance between the two of them I think they'll milk it long enough for her to finally name an heir and have it be him I, I just don't, you know, I think it's, again, more of this, the the sloppy storytelling and how rushed this season felt. Yeah. They, you know, they rushed into this whole, we went, in the course of seven episodes, we went from him storming out of her, of her throne room, you know, and I'm not going to bend the knee and well, I'm not sending my soldiers and. Hell, in three episodes, you know, we saw that yeah. happen. Right, like, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and to, you know they're you know he's knocking on her door. Yeah. Um, by the the seventh season, and they're you know hopping in bed together. I th- none of it. All, it all to me felt like writers going, "Well, this is what we have to yeah. do. We got to get this done because we've we, already said next season's it." Yeah, we've got to. We've we've got to. By the end of this season, we've got to get them together. So there never felt like any real great chemistry between no. the two actors and. Logically, in the story, it just never, to me, never made sense. And to me, um, her coming to his rescue, I think, was was a good way to kind of warm into that storyline and make it a little more tangible, a little more solid. Yeah. Yes, now there can be a romance because she's been his his knightess on Shining Dragon, who sweeps right. in and rescues him. And But honestly, the, I think the cold north of the wall that he faced when they went up and got the white yeah. was probably nothing compared to the cold that happened between um, between Tyrion and uh, the Queen. Yeah. When, not to change subjects again, but that um, to me, that was some of the best writing in the last two episodes. I... I... 
um, those scenes together made me realize, or reminded me, I should say, of how much I missed the scenes of Lena Headey and uh, Peter Dinklage oh, yeah. together. Yeah, they're so they're both great actors for starters, yes. and and they're so great together. Just the seething hatred mm-hmm. that you know, and that there's chemistry like yeah. that. I buy that these two that that these two hate each other, but also. At a very base level, deep down, there is some kind of care. Yeah, mutual and, respect and, at the very yeah. least. So, so, and, and that brings me to another question. We had that that scene of the two of them where Tyrion calls her bluff and says, do it, have your, have yeah. your monster kill me. And she can't, which that stunned me. That was a very shocking moment. Yeah, I, I thought... I was like, oh, don't do it. I'm like, oh, don't like, Tyrion's, this is it. We're losing she Tyrion. She the Baylor. Hell, yeah. she had, you know? <laughs> hell, she had a chance to kill both of her brothers right? yeah. in the space of and, 20 and, minutes. And again, and that shocked me because I thought again, like when he pulled, when yeah. the zombie started to, a zombie mountain started zombie to pull the, the, the sword <laughs> from the hilt, I thought, is this how, is this how Jamie's going to die? Yeah. And no, she didn't, you know, again, called her bluff. He walked out. So, you had the uh, the scene with Tyrion and Cersei. Then after he calls her bluff, she doesn't do it, and he says, "Well, you know what? What did you hope for? You must have hoped for something." And then they cut away, and the next thing they show you is them walking in back into the dragon pit, and you know she says, "Oh, you know, yes, okay, well, I accept right. the truth." Da da da. What What do you think was said that we didn't see? Do you because the the other very interesting thing then that happened is while uh John and, and Aunt Danny are getting it on in the yeah. in the in the boat there, you have Tyrion off in the shadows Looking knowing so disappointed. Yes, yeah. knowing what's happening, but he doesn't I mean it can't be the incest because he doesn't know right. that they're related, but he's clearly bothered. By what he knows is happening inside that room, and that was interesting. And to be honest with you, I don't know what to think of that. I don't know what to make of it. It's, I don't know if he's more disappointed in her or in him. I would assume it's in her, but it's just it's hard to tell. And I'm looking forward to seeing where that dynamic goes. Probably in the first five minutes of the season opener yeah. for season eight, <laughs> because they're on a record right record Carl Lewis like pace right, but. Uh, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see where that goes. I I just think I mean, do you want to know a theory that I I've fire read? away? Um, essentially, I guess in the in that meeting, Tyrion and Cersei, you know, the last thing that they mentioned was that she's pregnant. Yeah, right. He right. yeah he figures out that she's pregnant, which seems to be legit. Yeah. I don't know which if I, this... which I didn't expect. Well, that having her absentmindedly yeah. keeping her hands on her stomach <laughs> right. the whole yeah. time kind of gave it away. Yeah. But I don't know if that is, um, now that there's this new alliance for her, she's going to help them up north and everything. If that, except that she's not. Except, except that, that she's, she's not. not. But she she played that. And right. I don't know if he is then playing the card like that baby will be the successor right. to Daenerys. But if Daenerys sometimes, somehow, accidentally gets pregnant, then all bets are off. And Which, that, let's be honest, that's what they're setting up. Right. Yeah. Yeah, right. Even if they're only yeah, together I mean, they, this one time, they, they're setting up another Targaryen. Yeah, I mean, they might as well have had a giant hammer labeled, she really can get pregnant. Oh, also, yeah. Because <laughs> the amount of times that she kept saying, well, I'm barren, I yeah. can't have kids. Let's I make mean, a mashup just, video. Yeah, yeah, over and over. My mother wasn't supposed to be able to have kids either, and my sister and I would like to say hi to everyone. <laughs> 
So here, this was, and I, I mean, it's not necessarily a theory or anything, but I mean, my concern was, and do you think it's possible that Tyrion may, and maybe that's the deal or a deal to betray Jon Snow or Daenerys? Do it's a good you, question. Do you think Tyrion could have made that kind of deal with Cersei? Is he in on and what, it? And right. Was he know. Was he, the concern that he was showing, wow. not necessarily because he's in love with Danny or he thinks this is this is going to be bad for the realm. He just because, completely blew my mind. <laughs> because he knows that he's going to have to do something that he doesn't want to do. That's good. That's damn that's good. The, that's the first thing I honestly thought. Is, yeah. Because there seemed like, uh, towards the end of his conversation with Sergeant, when he was talking about her kids, and you know, you have no idea how much I love those children. Right. There seemed like the slightest bit of thawing there, just the just the slightest bit, and they cut away for a reason. They they did yeah. not show us that entire conversation, and that I was like, oh man, are they gonna is is Tyrion gonna turn on them? Because there is that that yeah. theory about. Um, Daenerys, where she went in, I think it was season two, when she was in the house, the house of the undying, and she had the oh, visions yeah. or whatever. Oh yeah, I remember that. And they, and she was told, oh god, that's by, right, by the lady in the gold in the gold mask, yeah, that, that she was going to be betrayed three times, mm-hmm. and it was uh, once brother. for blood, once for love, and once for money. Yeah, uh, Jorah betrayed her for gold mm-hmm. for money. Uh, by spying on her, right? Um, the witch woman, Mary uh, Mary Mazder, betrayed her for blood by right. killing Khal Drogo. So that just leaves love. So that just leaves love. So does she get betrayed for uh, betrayed for love by Tyrion? Not by Tyrion loving her, but by Tyrion ultimately loving his family too much. Wow. Mm. That's good. Never thought of that. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. I like that. Wow. Mm. What I want to see is how they're going to play off the uh, the war against the the undead without the allies that were promised to them. Well, and that yeah, and so that kind of you know the that's kind of the the big thing for the next season is, and I I don't know how they're going to pull this off because I don't you, either. You have to me. What is far more interesting, what has always been the most interesting thing about the show, is the battle for the Iron Throne and the yeah. politics and the backstabbing and the unpredictability of the Lannisters and the Starks and the Boltons and the Greyjoys. But now and, it's on like Donkey and, Kong. And, and and by the way, can we please get the Greyjoys out of the storyline already? Theon has nothing to add to the story. Euron was built up yeah. as this super villain. The actor was bragging beforehand. And of, he's just a oh, dick. Oh, if you it's thought Ramsay was yes. bad. Wait just, till you see Euron. Just you know? kill your uncle, rescue your sister, and stay on your dinky little island. Yeah, seriously. Like, I don't I don't care about Theon's redemption anymore. No, just, I don't. Nope. He doesn't deserve it. He no. has not earned it. No. He has not earned it. Saving Sansa, while great, mm-hmm. does not redeem him from and, everything else and, he did. And What's worse is it makes it feel like they they made Sansa, they put her in that, they being the producers and the mm-hmm. writers, put her in that spot to be raped repeatedly yeah. by the most vile character uh, in the history of this show, Ramsey Bolton. Sure. Yeah. The, the sole purpose of that was to redeem Theon. 
Yeah, which, which was which makes it even awkward as hell. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It, you know, awkward's a nice yeah, awkward's <laughs> a nice word, a nice way to, yeah, to say the, it. Basically, there's still an awful lot of reek in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and so. So, so, hey, we haven't done enough damage to a female character to redeem Theon yet. So now let's have his sister be kidnapped by his crazed uncle yeah. and have her tortured and probably raped repeatedly. Yeah. So we can again try and redeem Theon. At least and they're have, not showing us that. Not yet. Yeah. Yet. You know, and, and yeah, so we can again redeem Theon, the, the guy who burned two children alive. Yeah. Anyways, get, I'll no, get off I, my anti Theon <laughs> soapbox. Well, um, um, but the point I was the point I was getting to is so the human political storyline uh, storyline story is far more interesting than the traditional fantasy storyline of you know good versus evil, Jon Snow versus the Night King, right? And but they have they have built that up so much over the course of the series and certainly the last two seasons of this is the great war this is the only war that matters so it makes all of that other everything stuff everything else that they've done for 6 years for 6 seasons 7 seasons yeah less irrelevant yeah. and and everything that's still to come you know that's why I, I Zach and I had talked multiple times where like I thought for sure by the end of this season they were going to wipe the board clean the lannisters were going to be done they were going to be dead, wow. you know, and and the only because we've got six episodes left. That's it, mm-hmm. and you have this great war against these zombies, these these seemingly unbeatable zombie mm-hmm. dead, you know, undead oh, machines, for right? Sure, un- who now, yeah, unbeatable. Who have now toppled the wall yeah. and and have a an ice breathing dragon, and yet we're still supposed to care about Cersei and. And Who, Jamie and, and the Iron Throne and, yeah. and how you know, I that it seems irrelevant. You're absolutely right. That to me seems like a big chore that they're they're going to have to pull off. Yeah, and speaking as a, as the writer of seven wildly unsuccessful novels, um, speaking as a writer, I don't know how they write themselves out of this corner yeah. that they've written themselves into. I, I'm interested to see how they're going to pull this off. And if it's going to be remotely plausible, because there were an awful lot of times this season where it's like, yes. oh, wow, they traveled all the way across Westeros pretty damn quickly. <laughs> yeah. Nicely done. How many dragons does she have that can just, cross the continent? Yeah, it's just like going from South Bend to Niles. I yeah, mean, just, yeah. you know, totally. Right up. Yeah, I don't know. But what I want to see is how many episodes do we have before the undead make it to Winterfell now that they've breached the East Wall? I would, I would think that that should happen in the first episode. It would have to, especially with the pace that they've had to set for themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, if you can... Do we if, know how many episodes season eight's going to be? Six. Only six? That's it. Only There's six episodes cutting. left. Oh, One come more short. on. Yeah. Yeah, there are, there are six episodes left. And probably not back till 2019. Most likely. Somebody figured Good it Lord. out. It'd probably be like March 24th, 2019. Yeah, Good I mean, they're, they're, they've already said they're not going to start filming until October of this year. So based on Arya's going to be in her thirties. <laughs> <laughs> Forget Arya, but Bron. Bron. Bron yeah. I mean that that kid. Yeah, that dude sprouted up pretty quick. That didn't he? kid. Yeah, he grows. Uh, He'll be like Rob when they first started. You know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Like Ned. So yeah. so heading heading into um, okay, let's do a quick buy sell on some of the the okay. theories still remaining out there because as we discussed, we had a 
a huge one had finally been confirmed with you know about Jon Snow really being a Targaryen. Okay, Tyrion is a Targaryen. Are you at, at this point now? Are you buying or selling that theory? <sighs> you know, I I hate to admit I don't have a position on it. I um, he's my and he's my favorite character. Yeah, and the whole show. I mean, which I I should. Give a damn as to which family, which house he actually belongs to. I just enjoy watching him go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which to me says, for me anyway, he kind of transcends what's going on in the program. Right. Um, he kind of like lords over it all without even trying. Mm-hmm. Even when he was just a drunken buffoon stumbling from brothel to brothel and pissing off the edge of the wall, yeah. which was awesome. <laughs> which was, and he was, he was far more entertaining when oh, he was yes. doing He that. was a hell of a lot more entertaining when he was a womanizing dwarf. I yes. agree with you. Um, you know what? I, I can see the pros and cons for both sides of that, but I, I honestly, I don't know. I really don't know. I'm going to buy. Really? You, st- uh, you uh, still think he's a Targaryen? I, I still think he's a Targaryen, and I think that possibly, you know, when he betrays Daenerys here in, very shortly, you know, for whatever reason, how oh, we so talked about... So you are also buying that he's that I, he's going to betray her? I'm buying that he's going to betray her, and she has going to stick to her promise and burn him alive, Right, um, but he's not going to burn. Interesting. Ooh. See, I... This... You should have written one of my <laughs> novels. It would have actually been good. <laughs> The Tyrion is a Targaryen theory has been my favorite. It's for yeah going back to when that that great scene when he was in the the catacombs with the dragons mm-hmm. and he told that story about how I always wanted a dragon when I was a boy and my dad told me they didn't exist and yet here you are and he reaches out and touches them from that like I had, I was aware of that theory before then yeah. but like from that moment I'm like he's a Targaryen yeah. there's no way they would let him touch them if he wasn't a Targaryen. You guys are starting to sell me on this. But but I'm I'm probably selling it now, not buying it because it feels like this season has has made that theory moot. Although I do like your it's made thought a lot process of things yeah. that yeah. that you know he's going to betray her. She's going to have the dragons Burn him, try and, and burn him, and he's he going to be burn. Captain Asbestos. Yeah, I had not really considered that, but it se- but it seems like at this point now that it's it, it would be irrelevant that there, that him being a Targaryen, there's no, you right. know, how does that affect the story? I, I, I don't. Yeah, other than know, the, the with, Mad King's re- relationship with Tywin's wife, right, right, but with the with the dragon. With the third dragon, because we yeah. all know Jon Snow is riding the other living dragon. You know, he's going to be the second dragon rider. And now with the Night King... The Night King will be the third. Yeah. Yeah, yeah as we saw in the in the final yeah. scene. So, and by the way, the blue fire, nice touch. Yeah, that was yeah. cool. Okay, and so here's the other uh, theory. Uh, Jamie will will eventually kill Cersei. You, I'm, I'm buying that. You're buying that? I'll yeah. buy that as well. Yeah, I don't, I'm, no doubt. Yeah, I... I'm still kind of unclear. Like he that was another her. one. See, and you're you're where I was on the last question. He loves her with all his heart, but he also knows that she's a monster. Yeah, he clearly does. You know, it's, that it's was like the end. Big... Of, it's like the end of the Good Son, mm. where yeah. she lets her son die. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> 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 I, and, and I think that just in this last episode, though, he's finally come to see who she is yeah, after right. witnessing, you know, her interaction with him about no, I was. Bluffing the entire time, you know. Yeah, I'm, we're the not going to step through there. Yep. Right. I I agree that he sees who she is, 
I don't I don't know yet that it and and I think it. it's more I, I think it's it's not so much where the storyline has gone. It's more like I have lo- I lost a lot of confidence in the writers this season. Yeah, as did I. I, I, I really did. This season was so sloppy and haphazard. It had really great moments. The loot train attack, as it as they call right, it, right, but right. the you know the the dragon attack on on Jamie and the Lannister soldiers was amazing. Yeah, the the Lady Olena scene was awesome. You know, at the very end, yeah, seeing the ice dragon, you know, come, the wall coming down. We, we all knew the wall had to come down. Right. The wall mm-hmm. was going to come down eventually. And East Watch was the perfect spot to do it because right. we've not seen it. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like going to see the Roger Waters the Wall concert. You know, this wall is coming down by the end of the show. Right. You know? <laughs> so, all right. So that was great. But let me give you a buy sell. Okay. Does Danny ever sit on the Iron Throne? Ooh. Zach? Uh, I'm going to say no. I'm selling it, too. I don't think she survives the, se- the series. Really? I think mm. she's done. Ooh. I don't necessarily think that. Yeah, see, I don't I don't think that. I. She's going to die somehow heroically because they, mm. they've taken her character to a very uncomfortable spot where it's like you're watching her now and she's become even more manic than she was in the Khal Drogo days. Right. And she's it's it's like a politician who starts to buy into their own publicity a little too much. Right. And I just I see her becoming even more fault-ridden as the eighth season unfolds yeah. and then she's going to somehow redeem herself at the end possibly saving Jon Snow. Yeah. Um or Aegon Targaryen, excuse me. Uh, and uh, Snowgarian. Yes, yeah, Snowgarian, Sangarian, Snow Sangarian. Um, and uh, I, I just I don't see her ever sitting on the throne, and I do see her dying. Maybe even in the finale. I, I see her choosing love only because you go back to that second season um, vision that she had where she turned from the throne, went back to Cal Drogo and her unborn son right. that were Ooh. hanging out in the hut. That's and what I think I'm thinking. that she chooses family and love over Interesting. I didn't, uh, at, I'm digging I'm, into the prophecies and stuff. I'm I'm still going to buy it at this point. That she sits on the throne? That she sits on the throne only because it seems more in John's nature to not care about right. sitting on the throne, to to give that up. Mm-hmm. John, mm-hmm. Has, John has certainly, since he's... he's came back from the dead the first time again he is <laughs> like buffy the vampire slayer right. he is uh <laughs> fighting he, the undead coming back from the dead twice yeah yeah <laughs> hey i died twice um, <laughs> he he seems to have a death wish he seemed much like buffy right you know he seems to once more with freezing right <laughs> oh very nice um yeah he he you know he seems to want to to be dead for good, yeah. Um, so th- it seems more in his nature to to give that up, and also, I while I'm losing confidence and faith in the writers, I I do think, I, or maybe I'm it's more hopeful mm. that they're going to at the end subvert the obvious Christ allegory, and you know, John yeah, Snow yeah, yeah. has been the obvious hero. All along, uh, you know, mm-hmm. once once we got past Ned by you know by season two, you know they, they Jon Snow has really been built up as the obvious hero of this whole story, mm-hmm. and so I I'm still hopeful that they're that they're going to subvert that and and you know having I mean let's be honest having a woman 
end up as the ultimate hero of the story and sit on the Iron Throne is very rare in pop culture in general. That's true. And certainly very rare in in the fantasy genre. That's true. So, there All you right, go. So, you're buying. Uh, so, uh, yes, as of right now, I'm buying. You know, at, at, after the last season, talk to me again. I'll let you know. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this was fun. It was yeah. indeed. This is cool. This we was, should do it again. Yes. Yeah. In, in three years, when the season <laughs> right. uh, uh, finale happens for <laughs> right. season eight. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, uh, uh, check out uh, music to my beers. Check out item. Mm-hmm. Check out. Let me ask you a question. And uh, here's to the three philosophers. Cheers. Cheers. You're a talker. Listening to talkers makes me thirsty. This has been We Drink and We Know Things with three guys who are here to pester us about Westeros. It's produced by Tommy Lee and written by absolutely no one whatsoever. Music licensed by First Come. We Drink and We Know Things is part of the Federated Media Podcast Network. Winter is here. And so is their ride. Please drink responsibly. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.